conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now, back to the episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Manuel, What are you doing in this episode? Did I forget a meeting? Hey, Will. No, we don't have a meeting, but I love tuning into the recording, so I figured I'd hop in. Oh, awesome. Well, hey, since I got you here, do you mind sharing some stuff about Jetstream? Ever since our episode on Slick Talk, we get tons of questions about you and, of course, Jetstream. Of course. I'd love to share. Anything specific? Well, I keep getting asked, what's the difference between Jetstream and any other service or tech in the vacation rental industry? My simple answer is that Jetstream isn't just the tech you need, but it's the people too. Am I close? The short answer is yes. You see, maybe you're a short-term rental operator or a realtor or an investor. If you have an interest in short-term rentals and hospitality, you're looking for the most efficient way to either enter the industry or streamline your operations. You've got two options. Option one, the hard one. You find a PMS, hire staff, learn the tools, figure out OTA distribution, train yourself, train your teams, price your product, deal with customers, and you do everything yourself. Option two, partner with Jetstream. Jetstream is a complete solution that maximizes your revenue in the short-term rental industry without increasing your fixed costs. Jetstream handles everything. So I don't need to sign up for vacation rental software or worry about distribution headaches. And what about branding? What if operators love their brand and name? Do they have to give that up in order to be powered by Jetstream? Absolutely not. Jetstream does all of this white labeled under your brand name, everything. You focus on delivering on-site guest delight and growing your inventory, Jetstream handles the rest. And to make it even easier for your listeners and anyone else who stumbles across this podcast, Anyone who mentions code SLICKTALK50 will receive 50% off the first three months. All right. Coming in big with the 50% off for our listeners. Well, hey, Emmanuel, I just want to say thank you so much for shedding some light on the power of Jetstream and being such a great industry partner. I do have to get back to this episode, though, but let's get together soon for another virtual happy hour. First round's on me. Sounds good, Will. See you soon.
Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Monday. It's Monday, my favorite day of the week. Good morning. Yes. Well, uh, season four, episode two, super exciting. Uh, we had a great week last week with our good friend Brandy over at Sexton Stays, based out in Miami. Uh, she brought the heat. We had so much content that we were able to post every day on LinkedIn. How amazing was that? It's a phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, I don't expect that much from today's show. No. Today, <laughs> if you tuning in, switch off, do something better. Do something else. <laughs> today, we're going to have one clip, and it's the whole episode. That's the one clip we're going to be able to post. Um, no, exciting stuff, though. We're going to talk about uh, Mega Travel App as Uber has announced, you know, getting into hotels and airlines and all the other stuff. Um, but we got some other stuff to talk about in between. Um, so gentlemen, we, we all good from the week before all is well. Yeah, it's been a great week. This week's going to be even better. Uh, got a few days off in Miami, so going to have some fun. Nice. Amazing. Jealous. I'm jealous. How about you, Ross? Yeah, we got some good confirmation of a new, well, we already have a partnership with them, but we get the green light for a larger partnership, which is, which is really, uh, yeah, really good. So just call it like this. We'll kind of announce it soon. But uh, yeah, we work on some other potential deals. So it's just, it's 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 busy, but it's nice. I yeah. wish I had some days off as well, but uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, no days off for you, Ross. No worries. But uh, anyways, sweet. Well, uh, I think we should start with Grandma. I miss her face. So we'll do what's with the noise. We'll get into startup of the week, and then we'll dive right into the topic. Um, but before that, I do have to give a great shout out to our friends over at Jetstream uh, Technologies and Hospitality. These guys are amazing. They're a full service property management software as well as customer uh, experience. So they handle all the communication. They do revenue management. They do content and listing building. You name it. We had E on the show uh, not too long ago. And uh, I think it's definitely overdue to get them back on. What's up, E? What up, E? Um, but yeah, we uh, just want to give you guys a shout out and uh, let's jump right into what's with the noise. I think at this point we are five weeks in a row able to talk about another M&A activity on the market. Uh, last week, we saw Kasai buying a Brazilian locks company called LoopKey. Uh, and then they also in, not only on, invested uh, in terms of acquisition, but they also are going to put in $2 million to develop the product even further. Quite frankly, I don't like this move. Uh, they're a property management company. You got to build... A tech stack, I get it, but investing millions of dollars into your own tech stack is uh, is a challenge, and it's a lot of it takes a lot of time and resources. It's a lot easier to partner with third parties to do it that maintain the integrations, that maintain consistent development, and we'll be able to do it for a lot cheaper. So, curious to see how this plays out over the next you know, 12, 24 months, but. Another week, another acquisition.
Yeah, there's also another big investment round. The guys of Civitate is actually the Spanish-based tours platform. They raised 100 million of investments. So it's an, an, a large one. If you look at the space, of course, we saw the signs before, of course, of this is get your guy, tickets, etc. We some larger rounds in the past, but actually last years becomes more silent. But if you see now what Civitate did with 100 million investment, it's pretty impressive. The, the round is done by Vitruvian, if I say it, if I pronounce it well, partner. So uh, invest is 100 million in uh, the Spanish company. It is interesting to see what what this fund is actually doing. They invest pretty heavily in in, uh, in travel. They invested already in the past in travel counselor Skyscanner, which is later acquired by Trip. And actually, they in 2019 they actually took a majority stake in in Sykes um, Cottages. So yeah, they're actually focusing on the on this field. And 100 million is a pretty impressive. I spoke with the guys of Civitate some some year. I think it was a year ago. Also to look into a partnership, and uh, they're quite strong actually in, in partnership approach. So not directly B two C, even though they have a B two C channel, but they're pretty strong in, uh, in working with with partners, travel partners. So guys, Civitat is hundred million. Well done, and I'm looking forward to where it goes. But during actually saying this, I'm just Michael said I'm going to Miami. I think I'll visit you. I think it'll be good. I think I need some days off and just have some. Uh, Bring over some some Polish vodka and uh, I think. Come on, man! <laughs> Always welcome. Always I might welcome. do. I might do spontaneously. Let's let's ask my That'll wife. Be give me a day off. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna come out there too, Golden. Come on, Will. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, we can party. Let's, instead of going to the VRMA Spring Forum, let's just go to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it live. Yeah. How cool! First time ever. Yeah, this episode will already. I actually never met you, Will, in real life. Like Michael, I did last year in uh, November. I just don't even know if you exist, if you're living a metaphors or you're just a real person. I'm a hologram, so. NFT. Okay. <laughs> I'm an NFT. We still have them available or are they already sold out? No, we, we still have a couple NFTs available. I actually okay. had an interesting conversation with uh, some podcasters. We signed our 28th podcast on hospitality.fm wow. uh, yesterday. So... With that, we talked about NFTs and the utility of it, and it was a it was a good conversation. And I think we're definitely going to be revisiting the NFT world here, uh, not just for Good Morning Hospitality and all of our amazing fans, but for the whole network. It's going to be fun. So, wow. Well, before we jumping into the main topic, maybe I saw the message of Citizen M actually, which is always really innovating. If you look at the hotel space, ah, oh, wow, that was quick. Didn't even know you prepared it. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. They're actually planning to 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 build a virtual hotel in in, in Metaverse and Sandbox. I had a look actually how much it costs to buy some land in, in Metaverse. It costs you like a small piece of land costs you two hundred or three hundred k. You just have virtual <laughs> land. I just this is small. This is small. No, I I try to understand like <laughs> why you would pay two or three hundred k actually just to buy virtual land. I just I, I don't know. Well, it is, it is actually interesting that moving to the space, and of course, you see the whole thing moving into this the sandbox, the decentralized, and everything building in virtual. But still, the people are paying so much money just to buy. Yeah, live in your shoebox in reality, but in metaverse, you have a mansion and like a whole yeah. world to explore without ever stepping foot. Um, Ten years from it's now, interesting. I want I'm to really going this episode and, and see uh, <laughs> see where things are. But well, let's get into the topic of the day. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I was going to tie this to the topic and it, it goes into um, in FocusWire. They just dropped an article this morning. Uh, I think it's this morning. Let me double check to make sure. 
Um, anyways, they, do- they dro- just dropped an article outside of the original Uber announcement, and the Thune CEO, Peter DiCalu, I'm probably butchering his last name, um, he kind of quotes on, this is the generation for, he kind of is summing up Gen Z and why like mega apps and travel apps like this are, are super needed and how it's kind of like the perfect time. Um, but long story short, he says, this generation to which dial up and desktop are meaningless words and don't and who don't think uh, is just mobile first, but live and breathe in apps, social media, digital platforms, and soon the metaverse. Uh, we should start to take this generation seriously as the revenues and strategy or strategic plans of many businesses, especially those that are relying on fast growth, depend on them. So it's a very interesting, bold statement to really go into thinking that I don't know, Gen Z living in the metaverse, like for me, is a is a like I don't know. I just don't think we're there. We're definitely not there. We're the old people saying that that stuff is stupid for the young kids. But yeah, <laughs> I'm I, 27. Like that, I'm not that old. I'm pretty. <laughs> Like I think it's tied eighteen year old if you're old. Um, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so, do you want to play the clip of, of Adam real quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for all the watchers, this is a clip from Adam Harris, who is the co-founder of CloudBeds. Um, he was on a episode with me in Slick Talk. For all those who are listening, you're going to be listening to a clip of Adam talking about the travel experience and what he imagines it to be. So, enjoy this quick clip. The ideal scenario for me is I get on a plane, I fly Delta. Delta knows that I'm either on time or I'm not. Did I have a bag or did I not? Uber or Lyft, depending on what city it is, is there waiting for me after I've got off the plane. They know I have to grab a bag. And so they show up at the curb right when I'm walking to the curb. The hotel knows that I've got a bunch of bags. I had four delays. I'm tired. It was an overnight flight, whatever. And whatever my sort of cocktail or sort of thing to get me to reset is waiting, waiting at the front desk or in my room. I don't want to be in a queue. I don't want to wait. I don't even know if I want to even experience a front desk, to be honest with you, right? Some of the, some of the beauties of Airbnb and the evolution of what Vacation Rental has done. Now, granted, commercial locks that hotels are required versus what a residential lock uh, has, in, has in terms of security are very different. But let's, let's put that to the side. I just want to be able to show up to where I'm going to basically throw my bags, crash. And if I'm going out and doing something new, I want the property to anticipate my needs. So the guest journey and everything about the guest is really just data. I think he has a good point there. And that I'm, like, of course, they can monetize the hotel bookings, but eventually just know when somebody's arriving and somebody's checking out. This is, of course, really useful information to get your Uber there, right? If you know somebody's checking out and from, from Hotel X, at, uh, at, at, at date X, you just know he needs probably an Uber to the airport, especially when you also know he's booked some flights. So it does make a lot of sense. I think we discussed this whole journey to how things can, can the API economy can integrate. But I think what he said totally makes sense. And the only thing what I, uh, what is differently, sorry, the only thing what is differently is that Uber a few years ago, so we really want to make sure that we are just facilitating transportation in any kind of form. That was how they positioned themselves a few years ago. It doesn't matter if you need a car, if you need uh, public transport, if you need a bicycle, if you need an e-scooter, whatever. We just want to have everything in transportation. We will take you from A to B. Yeah, all the data is there. I mean, Adam's right. You know, I always fly Delta. Yeah. 
Shout out to to Delta. Got a couple loyal loyal customers. It sounds like uh, one day they'll be a sponsor of the show. <laughs> but when I when I land somewhere, sometimes I pull up Uber if I know the airport and I know how long it's going to take me to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. But sometimes. I just take a cab because I don't want to wait the 15 minutes for the Uber to pull around the parking lot because they're off site somewhere. And then the whole Uber ride, you're like trying to figure out the the address of the hotel or the short terminal that you're staying at and giving that to the person. And then you're trying to check in to the hotel. Like you're just on your phone from the minute you get off the plane till the minute you walk into your room. And it's not necessary. The all of the technology exists today to streamline that, but it's integration hell. Like there's just so many different things that have to talk. Airbnb has to talk to Uber, has to talk to Delta, has to talk to Marriott, has to talk to you know independent boutique hotel that only has but, one. Property. But it's a difficult. Because eventually you could speak, make a commercial agreement, all of them. But eventually you just know when the flight, there's public data when the flight arrives. Eventually you can know, you know when, what is the average yeah, time that people after landing actually leaving the airport or when people are ordering an Uber, how long does it take in general? So if you have some data, which I have plenty, they know, okay, if somebody is plane landed at 12.15, they know, okay, 12.40, probably you need an Uber because this is the journey it takes normally from getting out of the plane till. So it doesn't even have to be directly and then access or deal with it with the Marriott. But if they have this this data, they can use a lot and they can do a lot there. Yeah, I get it. But the average data, like I never check bags. I walk straight off the plane and straight to the car. Yeah, I, I don't Same way. stop. I don't go to the bathroom. I don't grab a coffee. I just want to get in my car, get to my room, drop all my stuff off, shower, and then go get a coffee, right? Um, so I love the concept of Uber saying they're going to be able to do all of this. I think there's 99 walls that they're going to have to run through to actually pull it off. But it sounds super cool. Um, you know, being able to pay for a train ticket when I land in London next month on Uber would be nice instead of waiting at that kiosk and going click, click, click. Like, let me just walk to the airport, get on the tube, get into the city. There's some stuff that that can really make travel a lot easier. And imagine travel planners too. Uh, It relieves a lot of the stress. You know, I just landed internationally, turn on my international data, get a hundred emails. Like it it can make this a lot easier. So kudos to Uber for trying to to get it done. Uh, Let's see how it plays out. But I, I, hang on, hang on. I want to make a comment on, on something really quick because couple episodes ago when i was in mexico you said that the industry needs middleware now and i think a middleware that can like do the job of connecting and maybe it's not every brand right away but the marriott's the uh deltas or alaska airlines or whatever the bigger brands are someone needs to find a way to get this app to connect and and distribute through multiple channels without taking so long i think the thing is with all this data there needs to be someone that kind of comes in and i'm normally against middle parties or third parties people in in between the transaction right so me saying this is meaning that like i'm obviously shifting my thinking a little bit but um is that 
you know, somebody needs to be in there because these are bigger companies that are always updating their APIs or always updating this other stuff. But, you know, I will say that if there was a middleware connector that could bring in these bigger parties together, um, you know, then at the end of the day, oh, nice, nice comment there. Um, anyways, uh, at the end of the day, I think it's just, uh, I don't know. I think it can be done. And I think it like Uber, I don't know. We have a different perspective that you think yeah. Uber... Yeah. If anyone can pull it off, it's Dara, who is the former CEO of Expedia. Yeah. Now that said, Expedia doesn't have a fully connected trip. Uh, you can book all of it in one spot, but it's not connected. And that missing piece is the transportation from flight to hotel, right? Yes. Uh, and Uber is that missing piece. <clears throat> is there a merger? Does Expedia end up buying Uber? Is this a test of mm. of can it be pulled off and can you actually do a fully connected trip? Whose supply like, is Uber going to be pushing out? Yeah, like, it was unknown. It's not that it's can it be pulled off. It needs to be pulled off. At the end of the day, this is a this is a, after all the shit that's gone through the last two years with COVID and everything. I think we're all aware that this is something that needs to happen. We can't know like no longer should travel need to be this like headache where it's an all day thing. You're drained. You don't need to be, you know, we have, we're humans. We have human error. So you think you booked business class both ways, but eventually you realize you booked business class one way and, you know, you have to like plan all this other stuff. So I, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it needs to happen. So Uber has no choice but to succeed in this. Um, well, they will, yeah, they would, but they will use third party inventory, right? And if it's Expedia or somebody else, you see other companies, if it's a large banks or disruptive banks like the Revolut, they're using Expedia or other content and they're not going to build. You see, even we know some players we're talking to for potential partnerships or which kind of form is that they actually use and they're massive, some of them. They're just using third party supply. So, and that Uber is not going to focus on getting direct connectivity with hotels, channel managers, all those things, because we know how, how hard it is. They're not going to go into this business. They just want to sell more transportation. And how can they more sell more transportation when they're owning the the, the full circle, the full cycle of, of travel? And they can make they can monetize a bit extra. But I think the most important is that it's like they want to have zero friction for a traveler and including their, their transportation there. Yeah, 15% of Uber's global gross bookings are airport trips. So it's already a huge chunk. One five? Huh? One five? That's what Focus Wire says. So 15%. It's a lot. It's a lot of, of focus on a single kind of trip. And it can be more. If there's Ubers waiting outside for you versus taxis, businessmen are going to take it because it's easier. It's more convenient. Uh, it's right in front of you. If you have to... like. When I order an Uber and I'm sitting there waiting for 15 minutes and there's a cab one step away from me, it drives me nuts. I'm like, why am I not just taking a cab? Cancel, cancel, right? Like it, It's an inefficiency. And if they can streamline this process like Adam was talking about and make it efficient, then it's way easier. I never have to, I don't have to pull out my wallet and, and swipe my card with the taxi anymore. Um, and then my hotel knows I'm arriving, right? When I land in London at yeah. 8 a.m., I like to take an hour or two nap. So maybe they have a room ready. Maybe they can go ahead and get my room key ready. Say, mm -hmm. here you go, Mr. Golden, go go get your two-hour nap and we'll see you 
Um, that also we'll collect, your, you. Go ahead. We'll collect your documents from you in, in two hours, right? Yeah. Like, well, that stops the, the question of like, oh, is my like getting there thinking that they might have a room ready and then being like, oh, do you have a room ready? Can I check in early? And then they say no, and then you get disappointed and you have to store your luggage. Um, that can, or like you can land and it could say, hey, we, you can get here early, more than welcome to show up. Or, hey, please drop off your luggage. We'll hold on to it and let you know. That, like, that, that type of anticipation of, hey, Mr. Golden just landed. We should probably let him know his room's not ready. We, yeah. we know he's taking an Uber, so it'll be 30 minutes. Or we know he's taking the tube, so it'll be 45 yeah. minutes. So can I ask, why, do you, why, why is Uber doing this in London or UK? Why are they launching this mega app? there why not the u.s i feel like the u.s well, is interesting because you they had a lot of trouble in the uk because of course like their competition against the black caps there so there was a lot of strikes so I, it is i don't know it is pretty interesting they're launching it there um i've got some theories yeah okay <laughs> i, I want to hear the theories share, all, share it. The, the big one is trains right so if they want to see how the full travel trip works and trains is a part of it you can't do that in Atlanta or Miami or San Francisco because there's they can, just play, with, they can play with Amtrak. They can play with Amtrak anywhere else in the country. No one takes Amtrak. Tons <laughs> of people take Amtrak in the Northeast, but that's it. Like that, it's it's not a very commonly used thing, at least in my eyes. But secondly, <clears throat> a lot of American companies use European cities as testing grounds. They don't want to mess with their core business in the U.S., uh, so they can test it somewhere else. And London's a huge market. I'm sure the U.K. is a pretty big market for Uber, maybe their second or third largest. But being able to go full-scale planes, trains, hotels, uh, and, and obviously the cars, it makes sense that that London's the spot. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I think... There's a lot of integration that they already have to do to get this live. So they've already done a ton of dev work with Expedia, with booking, whoever their their partner is on it. Mm -hmm. To get this stood up, they're not going to kill it after the UK. This is just like working out the kinks. Well, what about competition in the sense of like there's other mega apps in the, in the article and in, in FocusWire talking about other mega apps in different verticals and, you know, Air Asia and all this other stuff. Um, but what about competition outside of those types of apps? Like what about Lyft or any other type of like, would Marriott Bonvoy ever consider going into that route? Like the, the hardest part is probably what Uber's already doing, right? That they're not managing a static hotel that's been there for a hundred years. They're managing a driver who might might or might not turn on his switch today, right? Is Lyft going to do it? Now they might be thinking about it, but their, their CEO didn't come from Expedia. Yeah. So they don't have the head start that Dara is bringing to Uber. And maybe this was part of Uber's grand plans five years ago when Dara started. <clears throat> so I, I'm, I like it. I'm curious to see how it works. I'll be landing in the UK in about five weeks. So I'll give this a shot and report back. We'll report back in five weeks. And 
Go ahead. Well, Rob. actually, if you're thinking about it, if you have all the data, you can do even much more with it, right? Because if you know that somebody's landing at 11 o'clock and the room is available at 2 o'clock, you have got three hours to, to, to spend. So they could even into it as, okay, why not just do some tour in between, right? Con connected with the luggage touring. I uh, say, okay, we give you a two-hour tour to whatever, to hop on, hop off bus or whatever kind of tour you're doing. And then we pick you up again from the same place when your tour is finished and you bring you to the hotel. So you get a complete experience. What if I don't you just finish the gap. What? What if I don't want that, though? What if I just want to go straight to my room? No, but they can, well, if your room is not available, if you're just landing at 11 o'clock, so it could be, okay, yeah, your room is not available yet. Why don't want to have a tour for two hours and then have a smooth journey or restaurant reservation? So eventually, the more data you have, the more you can upsell. And I think, well, it is pretty, it, I, what, what Michael said, the, the connecting dot there, I think the missing link in all those travel planners is a transportation. I think that's the most difficult part so far. Like connecting a flight and a hotel is not, it's not rocket science. Um, so if they're indeed in making this, this match there with indeed transportation, like, like train or taxis, they can, I think what, what people would do and eventually they will just be more loyal to, to Uber, right? So, okay, I'm going to use Uber also for my rides because I booked the rest of the stuff in there. So it eventually will also increase their, probably their rides as well. So maybe, and I think it's not particularly in monetization, uh, focusing on the supply is a nice extra, but I think it can deliver much more rides for them as well. Well, I already get, uh points when i use uber and stay at a marriott so at the end of the day it's kind of the, the same thing so i think they need to do the same thing with airline loyalty as well that'd be cool uh, as long as it's connected and i get to still book delta direct because i'm not going to sacrifice all of my status to to have a a connected trip via uber yeah but if it's if there's an author some very simple integration that they know i'm landing at x time and yes, I do want to ride today, then it should be easy. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. it's going to be ridiculously hard and integration hell, but it will be cool to see. So let's all report back in a few weeks if, uh, if it works. Mega apps. So I guess audience members, anyone who's listening and watching, we want to know your opinion and thoughts as well, because uh, I think, you know, even not even during the recording, I'll, I'll let everyone know before the recording, we were talking about this and we had some, some maybe misalignment or some different thought and perspective on how this all works. And my, my point of view is that it shouldn't take forever to connect all this stuff. I don't know why connectivity is so hard, um, but you guys are more experienced in that realm than I am. I'm, I'm an operator, not a tech person. So um, makes more sense, I guess, if you look at it that way, but anyone who's listening, watching this episode, we'd love to know your thoughts. Um, because this is something that's going to take a big play in the industry moving forward. I, you know, I would be curious to see if this doesn't become normal within a year. So, do you think you can also get rides in the metaverse? Probably, for sure. <laughs> first buy some. First buy some land for two hundred k. Can you imagine? Like we create this whole electronic universe, and we're still doing the same stuff. We're not trans. We're not doing teleportation. We're not doing time machines. We're just taking Ubers and going to hotels and working jobs and doing. Yeah, no way. No, but imagine that you're gonna book a hotel metaphors. Actually, don't stay anywhere. You have no experience, but it's gonna happen. You just pay whatever fifty bucks or hundred bucks, and you just apply yeah, for a job you're... in the metaverse. Go to yeah, work what, after what, work. What, what, what have you done this weekend? Yeah, I stayed in the hotel. Which hotel? Yeah, the hotel was actually metaverse. No, I was I watching know. a TikTok. This guy works at a subway in the metaverse, and he makes like three dollars a day basically but he makes something different and and it's like in ethereum or something else but it's like oh my gosh what he's like making he's like 
really just this one guy sitting in the back of a subway shop just flicking sandwiches. Oh, man, it's too good. Metaverse is so funny. All right. Sorry. That's enough for today's episode. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to us kind of banter back and forth on this fun and exciting topic. Um, we'll see you all again next week.